Nobody in the mainstream can actually say anything, and most people you come across in life are plain old full of crap. This podcast will be a breath of fresh air. You might not like what I have to say, but you know what I have to say is true. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to the Kenny Ho Show, a real opinion about not real stuff. Get ready for some real talk. I'm your host, Kenny Ho, and it is indeed showtime. Episode 4 will cover a Tiffany Albert cover. Shut up, I'm not obsessed. WWE 2K14. And will Wonder Woman be making her big screen debut? Maybe. And there might be more Mandarin. You didn't see that coming. Showtime, let's go. Oh, M.G. Tiffany Alvord did a payphone cover. That's one of my favorite songs, and when you attach her to it, it becomes my favorite song. Funny, she doesn't put the phone to her face. You're a germaphobe, or just high maintenance. It's all good, girl. A girl like you can be both. I'd still take you home to mom. Scratch that last part. Don't want to be a creeper. But let's face it, we all know I am. So let's get over it. You know, as for the song itself, I think it's a good cover. Very straightforward. It's very similar to the original, which is fine. She can't reinvent the wheel every time, you know? But here's the thing. I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to be fair. This is not the best cover of this song ever. The best cover of this song goes to, I believe they're called J.S. Lee? Janice and... Crap, I forget the other girl's name. But either way, they do an acoustic harmony and it's so good. That, for sure, is better than the Maroon 5 version. Like, by far. Damn those two girls. Mm. Pair of Asian babes. Pair of sexy Koreans. I'm telling you, if all Asian girls were this talented and looked like that, it'd still mean nothing, because they would still ignore me. Hashtag, I'm over it. Hashtag, kinda not really, but... Hashtag, I'm working on it. Back to the Tiffany Alvord video. She does a duet with... Jervy... How do you say it? How? Who? Dude looks Filipino. Close on two counts, buddy. You're almost Asian, and you almost share my last name. But like Brandy and Monica says, almost doesn't count. You can't have a Kenny Ho show, nor will you have nice hair like me and my people. But then again, you did do a song with Tiffany Alvord. So I guess you win. Wow. Well, you shut me up real quick. Good for you, buddy. Oh, if y'all excuse me, I'm gonna stroke my beautiful hair while I cry myself to sleep tonight. Here's the thing, though. I didn't completely lose. If you pay close enough attention, you'll notice Alvord looks at this guy a total of three times throughout the video. And not at all for the first two-thirds. Oh my god, are you a racist? No! I can't deal with it. I would boycott you, but we all know that's not going to happen. This Jervy guy looks a lot older than you, and, hell, even me. So I understand. 
I understand why you'd give him no love. You're saving it for me, right? No? Okay. You'll come around to the Mellow Yellows soon enough. See, now this video is in the vein of what works for a Tiffany Alvord video. She's sitting down and singing. Faux Asian winning is on the guitar and being ignored by Tiffany Alvord. <laughs> There's a short volleyball playing scene and boy, that thing is jokes. Again, unintentionally, but nevertheless, quite humorous. Jervy, whatever his last name is, serves a volleyball in slow motion. Need I say more? So I repeat, don't try to get clever with these videos. Keep the camera stationary and point it at Tiffany Alvord at all times. Anything else is a waste of tape. Oh, and it turns out why this guy is even in the video is so he can do the rap part. You know, the cheese whiz part or whatever the hell his name is. The token rap part from the original song. It's during this rap that Alvord looks at him a couple of times. Ah, so that's the ticket. I have to get urban. Yeah, that's not happening. I'm into your music. I'm definitely incapable of being a G. There were heavy amounts of simplicity in this video, but in my search to rewatch it in order to review it, I found that Tiffany has a series of home video style covers. It's just like her in her room playing guitar. This is what I like. Well, no, that's not a creepy thing. She doesn't need to be in her room. Just sit somewhere. In friggin' public if you're afraid of me. And just sing. I don't want dancing tennis players or cheesy volleyball players. Just you, Tiffany. Wow, I'm gonna stop right now because I just creep myself right out. Moving on. WWE 2K14. The first under the 2K banner. Of course, this one was more or less a THQ production before they went belly up. So it's basically the same game as last year. Which felt like the same game as the year before that. Goddamn licensed games. Just phoning it in. Alright, to be fair, they made some minor tweaks that add to the overall solid gameplay. I feel this year, the wrestlers feel more unique and authentic. Guys, more often than not, fight like they would in reality. Like, Hitman finally feels like the excellence of execution with his expansive repertoire of wrestling moves available to be used. On the other hand, though I never play as him, John Cena seems to use only about four or five moves. Again, his full repertoire seems to be there. Uh, uh, uh. There are a few times, mostly in reversals, where I see moves that are clearly not authentic and are generic counters used by everyone. Like Bret Hart doing a complex takedown move, I buy. But when John Cena does the same move, you know it's just lazy programming. The load times are much better this year. However, I ran into lagging when there was a run-in. So there was four people on screen at once, and there was lagging. Come on. This game is coming at the end of cycle. This should not happen. Especially considering the fact I could do, a, I think it was a, either a six or an eight-man match back in Raw vs. SmackDown 2010. Just fine. No lagging. This is a huge step back. I mean, it happened last year on six-man matches, and now it happens even on four. Come on. Fix this crap, 2K. The new WrestleMania mode covers 30 years of the Super Bowl of sports entertainment. It's trying to replicate the success of last year's Attitude Era. It was novel then, but I got over it real quick. Mostly because I bought the season pass, so I unlocked everything day one. 
So there wasn't really a point in me playing through the Attitude Era. You know, I found it to be a great idea with some really great story promos, really high production value on those, but the execution of the mode in general I felt was clunky. You know, the match objectives, while they made sense, lacked that connection to the original match, you know, the one from real life. Like, for example, perform three choke slams. Well, I'm not going to be able to do it the same as they did in real life. At this point, it doesn't feel like I'm recreating the match. I'm just trying to clear off objectives. I don't know exactly how you solve that problem, but maybe have more quick time opportunities when a recreating moment is at hand, just so it looks and feels like the real match. Another huge draw to this game was the beat the streak mode, beating the Undertaker's streak. What was it, 21-0, 22-0? But either way, where the hell is it? Do I have to unlock it? Do I have to buy the damn season pass? You know, I really wanted to try to beat The Undertaker. In this mode, they cranked him up to super difficult. I wanted to test my skills, though useless in real life. Useful in-game, though, against the Super Undertaker. Well, so much for that. If or perhaps when I finally do, I'll report back in. I hope I can turn off DQ, so hit him with some mops and tables and stuff. It's made of wood. If this were Mystic Falls, his ass is grass. Hashtag Vampire Diaries. What up, Damon? I mean, Lena. For me, the draw to this game are the legends. Hogan, Flair, Savage, and Warrior were all selling points for me. And to that extent, this game does not disappoint. It's so much fun running around trying to fight like the Warrior. See, the secret to authenticity is to imagine being on as many gnarly drugs as one can take without dying, and then wrestle. The result is a lot of running around and taunting, and getting the crowd going crazy. Strangely satisfying. Now, I just finished playing Bret Hart vs. Goldberg. I put that some bitch in like four sharpshooters. I'm still cheese as hack ended Hitman's career. Later, I'm going to put him in four more sharpshooters. And take out my real-life frustration on his ass virtually. That sounded really bad. But you know what I mean. He ain't no Damon, so you got nothing to worry about. My verdict? While this thing is fun with some nice tweaks, which makes for pretty solid gameplay, to me there isn't enough innovations. And along with a few bugs I ran into, I'd say this one is a wait until it's not $70. Just keep playing 13 until the price drops a bit. Because at the end of the day, it's more or less the same game, minus Hogan and Warrior. The big question out in Hollywood this week is, is Wonder Woman in Batman vs. Superman? Possibly? Rumor has it that Jamie Alexander, who is in the Thor movie, is up for the role. Now I am down for Wonder Woman and Superman. I like it in the New 52, they should have just done a Superman sequel that features Wonder Woman. To me, that feels more natural. It's too soon for Batman to appear in another movie, this soon after the Nolan films. And from the sounds of it, I have a feeling Wonder Woman will only be a minor player in this flick. Which is a shame. It's about damn time the world's most iconic female comic book character gets her time in the sun. We need a Wonder Woman film now. We don't need another Batman flick so soon. And no one needs a Ben Affleck Batman movie ever. 
I have little faith in the suits over at WB to get this thing right. Now, though I like the Man of Steel, and I was super psyched about Batman vs. Superman until they casted Ben Affleck, then any piece of news coming out of this film, as far as I'm concerned, just doesn't matter. At this point, this movie is like a Miley Cyrus video. You know it's going to be crap, and the longer you sit with it, the worse it gets. You think it couldn't get any worse, but then it surprises you in the most unpleasant of ways. Bitch, stop licking sledgehammers. DC, just focus on Arrow. What are you guys doing over there? You know, I'll just keep to my Nolanverse movies and Arrow while I continue to eagerly anticipate Marvel films. Thor soon, and Captain America looks friggin' awesome. And obviously, every week I get more S.H.I.E.L.D. and more Sky. Yes! And speaking of Marvel, sounds like the next Marvel one-shot will center around the Mandarin. The real Mandarin. Ben Kingsley will reprise his role as the fake Mandarin and face the wrath of the real one. Eh, I'm not interested at all. Like, I was cheesed with the twist. You've made your bed, Marvel. Time to sleep in it. You thought you were being clever with your take on the Mandarin. And now you just gotta live with it. The strange thing about this is, there are enough characters in the Marvel Universe, enough villains, that you really don't need to take a step back and try to get the Mandarin back into the fold. And considering the fact Robert Downey Jr. is only doing Avengers, if I'm correct, he's only gonna do those and no more of solo films, why do you need the Mandarin? He's an Iron Man villain. You don't need an Iron Man villain. There are no more Iron Man films for the foreseeable future. Whatever, I'm sure you guys will do something with it. Marvel Studios has yet to let me down, so... So in this decision, I trust. Well, that's it. That's the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for more nerd talk. Dork talk. Real talk. The Kenny Ho Show. Yes! Thank you for tuning in. Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles!